Pants, Corso, and Catone. Well, I think, I think, listen, 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 hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England field, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. I'm Corso. He's Catone. Somewhere back there is Joe. Joe, you around? I'm here. I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And we know you're here, too, watching us on YouTube and listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or hey, wherever you podcast, you can hear us. And if you Alexa listeners, just say play Corso and Catone podcast on iHeart and we will pop up. And listen, check us out on Twitter. And, of course, our heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Call in 24-7. Leave us a message. Anything is on the table. So we want, we're going to pick one, and we want to hear from you and want yours to be the one. So 855-313-7287. Guys, listen, it was another busy week today. I can't even imagine how busy it's going to be when all four sports are playing at once. But it was a crazy week, and we're going to see if we can add to that craziness uh, today in real deal. Are the Patriots just pitiful and pathetic? And, of course, Catone's comments. You want to stick around for that. That's always uh, entertaining. In our weekly rewind, we're going to talk Celtics, Bruins, and the NCAA tournament is still rolling on. And, of course, we'll hear from one of you in the nation in our heated hotline later on in the show. Gentlemen, how are we uh, How are we doing today? Mark, you staying out of the box stores or what? No more. But I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Joe, did you have a good week? Are we ready? You know? Always have a good week. Always, yeah. <laughs> always something that crazy that allows me to keep going. Okay, well, listen, guys, let's get real. What are you writing now? So I'm working over here. You're talking about nonsense. I'm working. That's why we are the real deal. New feel. It's going to be real. So the Patriots are just pitiful. That's the real deal. Okay, so. Last couple of weeks, free agency has been going on. The first wave went by. We're probably the second wave has already gone to. And be- guys, before we get to, I want to know what you think about the Patriots, but I just want to read some names. Okay, I won't talk about the teams. We don't have that long. We'll talk about where they, the Patriots rank after. But these names are people that have come into the AFC, okay, or traded in and out or went to new teams. So let me just list this. Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, Russell Wilson, Randall, Randy Gregory, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Karras, Tariq Hill, Armstead, Von Miller, Juju Smith, Robert Woods, Matt Ryan. Okay? That's one list. Which one Not, did we get? Hold on. I'm going to read the next list. Okay? There's another group of names I wanted. These are the Patriots players that they've brought in and re-signed. Montgomery. Butler, Mitchell, Wilson, Resign, McCordy, Bentley, Trent Brown, Folk, Slater, Hoyer, White. So my question is this: Why the hell is this happening? Is that a, is that a rhetorical question? No, it's what not a mean? rhetorical question. I want to know. Rhetorical question, but the people want to know what the hell happened to the Patriots and why this shit is going on, Mark. Well, <laughs> you know, 
the excuse they're using is they spent all this money last year. They don't. They're gonna wait until next year because they got a hundred million in the cap next year, right? So they're just gonna try to go status quo, try to maybe make the playoffs as a seven or eight seed. The fans will be happy, and then take a move next year. But does that work with all the changes? I don't no. think they anticipated this happening on the AFC side. Yeah, but you know what? You have to anticipate teams are getting better. I mean, what, you know, teams are going to do – it just seems like the Patriots are the only team that identifies – or maybe they're not even identifying the issue, but identifies the problem on the team and then doesn't do anything to get better. It just takes this cheap approach. So is it the fact that they're just cheap? You know, and they can't spend money? We talked about that last week. Whose fault is it? Kraft, Belichick. Belichick's just, Kraft's just cheap. Belichick isn't spending his money, blah, blah, blah. But this whole idea from last year to this year, saying, well, we spent all our money last year, the cap, all that crap, and so we're going we're gonna to take this year off of spending. So, or we don't know behind the scenes. Uh, you know, are they trying to get these guys? And how, how do free agents look at us then? Let's assume they're trying to get these guys. How are the free agents They try us? to get them at, at a bargain. They're not getting. They're not offering real money. Well, all this is speculation because nobody really knows. I mean, nobody knows what it is they're offering. You hear rumors. You hear all oh, the Patriots are in on this guy, you know. But do do you think free these agents places are, are offering uh, meals at five star restaurants? We're offering a ham sandwich. <laughs> really? Yeah, we have the Dunkin' new the Dunkin' Donuts new Frappuccino thing is what we're offering. Yeah, no, but on. listen, no seriously though, because this is irritating. It's irritating to all Patriots fans out there, and we just don't understand what the hell is going on. Are they offering the money and things to these guys, and they're just saying, you know, why would we go there? You know, uh, it, 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 it's it just doesn't make sense. Now maybe not a Devonte Adams, you know, maybe a guy like that's out of your, you know, situation, but like. How can Juju Smith-Schuster, this guy, um, how, how can how can we – why aren't we getting these guys? Amari Cooper. It's not like they're signing over there. Who signed with the Rams that for only $16 yeah, but, million? Yeah, but Cooper was traded for for nothing. Okay, all right. Oh, but then that's the other thing, too. They're not in the trade market They didn't want to pay. Chris, they didn't want to pay. <laughs> okay. So, so this is your typical Patriots crap where they're going, hey, go out there, see what you can find. And if you can't, you know, if you can't strike a deal there, come back, talk to us as if they still have number 12 and as if they're still winning championship after championship. So is that, that your theory on this? Yeah, but th th at some point they have to face reality. Number 12 is gone. But th the mystique of that building, part of that was him. A huge part of that was him. You mean to tell me you don't think Odell Beckham would have came here last year if That's number 12 was the quarterback? Yeah. yeah. I, I would have to think so. And I would have to think Godwin wouldn't have signed that franchise tag and he would have been aching to get out Whoa. of there, something like that. Look at all the guys he's recruiting. He is. And we got to, Mark has a theory about this that we're going to talk about in a few minutes too. But okay, so we don't have any. We, so that list is, is pretty pathetic, pretty pitiful. A lot of journeyman people. We haven't, we haven't solved the linebacker problem of speed yet. We haven't solved the wide receiver issue yet. So is it, so let's talk. So these teams, okay, where do the Patriots rank then? So after all this happens, you, you saw the AFC, well, we know the teams we're talking about. 
you know, the the four teams, all four teams in the AFC West. You're talking Cleveland now, Cincinnati. You're talking Buffalo. Let's leave, let's leave Baltimore, Tennessee, and Miami aside just for one second. Okay. But you got the two in the in the central or the north. You got Indianapolis, Buffalo. So these teams, uh, we agree they're all they're all past the Patriots. They're better than them, right? Yep. So that leaves you with six, seven. That leaves you in the eight spot so far. Now, talk if to me about if everything breaks right for you. Well, t- talk to me about, and I'm not talking about playoffs because not all four can make it and are going to make it in the in the West. But now, talk to me about Baltimore, Tennessee, and Miami. Are those teams ahead of the? Are they ahead of the Patriots right now? Uh, you know, on paper, you know. On paper, Baltimore, I, I don't know. That's that's a coin flip because you don't know the, about Lamar Jackson's always getting hurt. And I don't know about Baltimore. Tennessee, I'm not so impressed with. I, I, I think you could probably end up possibly ahead of them. The issue with can't, with Tennessee is... You got two teams in that division that are terrible. So if you split with Indy, you very easily can go five and one in your division. Now, how many games are you gotta win before you hit ten or eleven wins? Yeah, but are they better than the Patriots? Well, it don't matter if they're better or not. So no, but I mean I'm just trying capable to, of winning. I'm trying to figure out how many teams they're looking up at right now. And to Listen, me, you're talking well, you know. Like, okay, so come on, Tennessee, Mark. <laughs> What do you what do you think? Come on, you're just afraid to say that this team is like nope tenth in the conference. That, that means well, right? I told you I think it's a coin flip with Baltimore and Tennessee. We beat last year, so let's say we're ahead of Tennessee. So so Indianapolis. I, so to me, they're somewhere between nine nine ten nine ten in the they're conference. They're between nine ten. Which, 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 because of the playoff format, because of how things go, seven teams get in. Not all four are going to get in in the in the AFC West, so they probably are the sitting at the eighth spot, looking in. You're going to be, a, yeah, you're going to be probably a fringe team, yeah. Okay, so now talk to us, talk to talk to me about Miami. Okay, so Miami, okay. Miami signs Tyreek Hill. All right, which I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I understood. do you honestly think they signed him to play with Tua? Well, let's see. They gave up a they gave up a lot for him, um, and they're gonna pay him. I mean, they're gonna pay him a ton of money. But he's one of the best receivers in football. Um, and so, how much better now is because they still got Parker there, the wideout. They so you have got Parker. They got, have Waddle. They got Sisik, the tight end. Gilsecki, right? And, and what's so gonna this, happen with number twelve and Gronk rolling? Okay, so now here we go with that. Talk to everybody about the. Uh, this is the rumor right now. Go ahead. So they keep saying the rumor is that Brady's trying to orchestrate a trade. We already found out two weeks ago that he's working on getting ownership of the Dolphins. So Mm. if he orchestrates his way out of Tampa to Miami, you know, 87's coming with him. How are you beating that team? I can't even, I can't even. I, I, nothing in me can even. You want to talk about a big middle my finger. head around? I, I can't even wrap my head around what this is going to be like if he if he goes to Miami. And I agree with you, Mark. He's he's either going there this year or next year. He's either going to play out this thing in my, in Tampa this year 
or he's going to get traded over there uh, or he's going to go next year as a free agent because if they give him ownership in that 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 place he's never going to leave this guy will play forever i just good thing i had my microphone on mute because i just you know a few expletives i just heard that news right here at course with tone for the first time what right exactly because again ownership mark he'll never leave he'll play another five years this guy in our division in our division i mean you want to soak that in for a a second you want to talk about a double middle finger oh my god wow you know twice a year dealing with that with the weapons they have um the only saving grace is i don't know what this this coach they have there in miami he's he's never coached in the nfl and he's never called plays before. Who's whoa, 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 whoa. who's gonna call the plays? Number twelve is. Yeah, that's right. So 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 if you look at it one of two ways, one the coach is young, he can't. You know, uh, teams usually do first year not so good under a rookie coach. However, here comes number twelve in in the, in the door, and he basically takes over the offense. Says, "This is what we're gonna do," like he did with the with the cartoon character over there. But Mark, why would Tampa do this? I mean, why why would they? Well, I think if Tampa can get themselves a pick, picks, maybe get a quarterback in return, like maybe Tua goes there. Because let's face it, at the end of the season, Brady's out of there, and you're getting nothing. If you can get something for him, he's an asset right now. Yeah, but you get, I mean, you're Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know? I mean, you're going to give up a chance to probably win the Super Bowl. Because with the NFC, how bad they are, you're going to walk right in. You're going to walk right into the Super Bowl. And why would Tampa want to, I mean, you know, it's not like they're a franchise that's always on top. They suck all the time. And so now they get another chance. So, yeah, I get the draft picks and everything because they're taught the Listen, rumors that they're looking at Baker Mayfield, too. I don't buy this BS that Tampa Bay forced him to play for them. How do we know he didn't say to them, I'm going to come out of retirement. Everybody saves face, but you're going to have to get rid of me. And I'll, I'll make it seem like it was your decision. Yeah, well, then, you know what? If that's the case, how many guys in that locker room did he piss off? Because oh, yeah. they're a guy, you know, they're a guy, Godwin would have, you know, maybe he wouldn't have signed that franchise tag. Davis, the corner, maybe he wouldn't have that. Fournette may not have ended, for sure, probably wouldn't, wouldn't have ended up back there again. So some of these guys that have signed on, Jensen, the, the, the yeah. center, yeah. we're banking on Brady being there. Now he goes and he sticks the middle finger up to everybody on that team, too. So this guy's just yeah, a mercenary at this point, Brady. He's just... He doesn't. He's lost all sense of reality. He's just going to the team he wants to go, get ownership, and just win anywhere he goes now. Hey, God bless him. Meanwhile, I mean, we got. Meanwhile, we're playing with the Island of Misfit toy coaches. Right. So okay. So now <laughs> kicking it back to us. We got so, Malcolm Butler out of the retirement home. Thank God. I'm so happy. You know, and 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 we're gonna in the next couple we're gonna get into uh, corner play and things like that because honestly, Mark, I don't think they need a huge. I don't think they need a big time corner when you play zone as much as they do. You know, you well, need a zone well, corner. And, and so what are they going to do? What are they going to do with the zone? That's what they play. And that's what they're in. I mean, you, you put these, you put the corners that they have. So you don't need Jawan to shut Williams down corner? No, not when, when you're playing zone, you're not in that situation. I mean, eventually you pick up a guy that's coming out, but everything you do is turned inside. You know, if you watch JC Jackson and a lot of the picks he got last year, everything yeah. was inside tip balls, things like, you know, tip balls into his hand, tip drill. That's, you know, that's a zone situation. You're not turning and running with somebody. Every so often it happens. You know, but this whole idea of play zone, man, zone, it's never just one. There are palm concepts. There are read two concepts. There are, you know, which is read two. You know, there are, there are 
two back to there are all kinds of man concepts within zone but that's what they play and mock that's what the patriots have primarily played over the years they did it with ty law that was a zone nobody realizes that that was a zone team that they ran so you don't need that shutdown corner you just don't um so and we, we're going to talk about some of the potentials but, in draft but, but, the next couple of weeks but play zone don't you need a young safety eventually well, the whole the whole sideline to sideline that's a whole different. We'll you know we'll get into safety play. We'll get into that stuff. Uh, in fact, next week I think we're going to be talking about that a lot. But Mark, as far as where they are right now in the conference, yeah, I think they're I think they're number ten. I don't think they're a playoff team. So is this basically like chalk two thousand twenty two up, throw it away? Who cares? We get contra we get uh, contract relief from some of these guys we signed last year next year and in 2023 we get free agents and off and running we are since we're not going to compete anyway is that but how much does that hurt the development of mac jones i don't know he's t oh i don't know i mean he's teaching joe judge the offense so you know he he's learning how to be a coach too so that should be great for him no it's hurting him it all hurts him you know all of this stuff so uh, mark okay but you better have a good draft no do you trust the draft? Will no. You? Do you? I mean, Ziegler's gone. <laughs> Who's picking that? Wolf? He's in there. I mean, is he going to have a say? Wolf's in there. The other kid's in there. What's his name? Gross son's Grow. in there. Yeah, Matt Grow. And so Matt those Grow. are the guys that are going to be in the room. Is Belichick going to listen? Because he listened to some people last year, and they had a pretty good draft. Look, they're going to have – we talked about the draft. They're going to have to get wide outs. So if you get a couple of money, uh, Mecky, Williams – Bolden from, you know, you get those guys. You know, I read this morning, you know who they're working out, who I don't like? They claim they really like, which is would be typical, the wide receiver from Penn State, Dachshund. Yeah, see, this is, no. What, I told you, I told you two weeks ago, what conference, the only conference they should be looking at is SEC, period. Clemson, LSU, Georgia, friggin' Alabama. Yeah. yeah. No, South we're Carolina. gonna go. We're gonna go Penn State. Yeah. You know what? You better. You, then you might as well go into the Pac-12 again and get somebody over there because that's irritating as hell. Mark, if they sign a two two of those receivers at, at, from Alabama, one of those guys is gonna be our outside guy. Fine. You don't need a splash at free agency next year. Now you can fill your offensive line holes, your linebacker holes, things like that. Because yeah, you're not gonna compete this year. There's no way. And it pisses me off the things I hear. And we're long here, so we got to get going. But the thing that irritates me is the things I hear on the flagship, Mark. Have you heard this? Have you heard what these guys are saying now? What are they saying there? now? Murray and those guys. They asked, well, should they not have spent last year? Well, no, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have spent last year the way they did. You shouldn't have given Jonah. And, of course, they say Jonah Smith and Aguilar, as if they knew what was going to happen. Shouldn't have spent last year. Should have waited and done it this year to help him in the second year. Let him go his rookie year mock. They were screaming, screaming for them to sign people. Belichick will never do it. They'll never sign guys. And if they don't, they're never going to be okay. Well, now what? The only thing I didn't agree with last year, Chris, is I told you that immediately – I was dead set against Aguilar being signed. But Janu Smith was worth this. I mean, nobody we thought he was going to do something. Well, before, no. they, before you start to consider bust, hey, this guy was a bust, that guy was a bust. Yeah. Jesus Christ, let him have a second year, no? I mean, is yeah. it possible? Yeah. It's possible right. they can get better, no? It is, but mm. I will say this. Aguilar, I told you when they signed him, was a waste of your money. He's a bust. Aguilar ain't getting better. 
But well, John yeah. Smith has the potential to play well. Right. Well, they better have a good draft. And for those of you out there who are still uh, delusional and thinking that, hey, the Patriots are the Patriots, you know, this this institutionalized thought of, hey, he could come here for a year and go make his money somewhere else. Why isn't the somewhere else here? And media people, everybody is just sold on it for some reason. The, the somewhere now is Mahomes, Wilson, uh, uh, whoever. It's not going to be here. Watson. It's not going to be here. No. No, it will not be here, and it's not going to be here, it looks like, for quite a while. So that is, that's what's real. The Patriots right now and their moves are pitiful. It's real, and we're going to continue on this next week when we start talking about draft prospects. So Real Deal was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, buckle up. Catone's comments is next. Into Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Hey, for This week, my wife, she didn't send me to any stores. That's a good thing. No stores. What did she do? She came home from the store with something I had to put together. Now she's into this stage now. Now she's into the stage where I'm putting stuff together because now she's done buying things from home goods that are already done. So this week she gets some crazy thing for the closet because she's got so many damn shoes. She needs some special rack or something. You're going to put your shoes. Okay. I got to put it together. I take it out of the box. It's got all these pieces, this and that. Of course, you take the paper out. You know, it, what language is it in? It says it's English. The directions are in English. If you, you English, God only knows. We, there's screws, there's holes, there's this. I'm trying to set everything up. Okay, I start. It says insert screw FF. Into tube C, where the pre where the pre-drilled hole is, then take the wood top of D and manually screw it in. Once it's attached, use a double-edged screwdriver. They didn't give you a double-edged screwdriver, they give you an Allen wrench. So, first of all, the directions aren't even right. They're telling me to use a double-edged screwdriver. I need an Allen wrench. Right? Now you put the piece together, looks good. Pick it up. It's backwards. I got to take the whole thing apart. Now I got to figure out where I put the screws that I pull out so I can put them back the right way. Okay, now you get to like part four of this crazy thing. And it says attach the wood to top D on frame A. What the hell are they talking about? Frame A, frame B, frame C? I don't freaking know. Then they go back to the, again, the screwdriver. It's an Allen wrench. There was no screwdriver, right? Then at the end of all of this, I got a bag with extra pieces. I don't know what the hell. I'm like, well, 
I'm hoping it's right. I don't know. I put the thing down. I'm shaking it. It looks all right to me. I don't know. What do I know? But I don't know if it's upside down, backwards, straight. Now she says, comes home, and she says, oh, that looks really good. This is three hours later, by the way. I'm sweating. I, 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 I'm ready to blow my brains in. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, well, go get, she's going to go get something else for me to put together. <laughs> Listen, spend the extra money. Go buy it, put together. If they don't put it together, don't bring it home. Are you kidding me? It's absolute insanity putting this, this nonsense together. Craziness. <laughs> you know what? That's no BS. That's Gatone's <laughs> comments. <laughs> well, okay. So Joe, we're starting to trickle out of the box door, but the box door is never going to leave Mark, evidently. Follows him wherever he goes. <laughs> Listen, I ain't going to any more box stores. No, but it's they're coming to you now. You know, they're coming to you. Mark, I have a question for you though. So these these all these pieces, right? So do you do you look at the first page first to see what the contents of the box are and all that? Yeah. Put them, yeah. spread them all out on the floor, do all that stuff. You do yep. all that. Okay. Yep. How about the did they have stickers on each item that says like A, B, F, you know, all that? Sometimes, yeah. No, not on, on this one. They didn't have it on this one? No, you had to match. They had the pictures in the directions. You had to match them up. No stickers. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe you should try reading it in the other two languages that it comes in in the, in the instructions. Joe, he's breaking my beans, Joe. <laughs> now, Joe, now he wants to break my beans. Now Three he- hours later, she comes in and says, "Oh, it looks good." <laughs> Don't you love that, though? Don't you love that when you get to a certain point, and it's always step like. 11 out of 12 mm-hmm. where you realize you screwed up step two and you want to take the whole thing apart the whole thing's <laughs> going to come apart and 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 explain explain to me the allen wrench thing that I, little no. stupid little yes, letter yes. l that they What's give that you point but in the directions they're telling me it's a screwdriver yeah so last time i checked the screwdriver you know you turn it you know what i mean it's a Phillips head, straight edge. <laughs> and the Allen wrench is like this big, and it's like a little L. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And wow. I don't know when you use the angle pot and when you use the straight pot. It sucks. And you, your hands get like, you know, calloused just by turning the stupid thing 80 times. Yeah, Mark, listen, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I have to agree. Joe, I got to agree with him on this one. It sounds like every piece of furniture that comes from Ikea. That's where I thought you were going with that, Mark. <laughs> No, no, well, I don't know where she got it from. She might have got it from Ikea. I don't know. I right, listen, I Mark, you preach it to the choir on this one because uh, I hate doing that stuff. I hate it. And then Christmas time comes and you find that you're doing it even more, right? Hey, All this yeah. stuff because because Amazon is showing up every every thirty seconds to the house. Frank, I know Frank from Amazon. Frank's our guy. <laughs> Shows up. That's a problem. When you know Frank, that's a problem. Frank shows up. Hey, Frank, just leave it at the door over there. Don't worry about taking the picture of it. I see it. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, no, those things, the Allen wrenches, those things, and those little locks, those little those little uh, silver lock things that when you put the other thing in, you turn it with the – that's where the screwdriver yeah, comes Yeah, those, those never fit, right? That thing. 
You know, and you got to yeah. put the Elmer's. You got to put the Elmer's glue in there too, Mark, so that it stays nice, nice, nice. I glue my finger. I, my fingers well, are stuck together for three days after. Well, well, and, you, and the problem you have is you can't even go get the neighbor that you push down in the snow. You can't even go get him to help you out. No, you, you, no, maybe you. What do you go get the neighbor that put the, the the dog's poop on your front this, yard? This is not Corso's crisis. This is Catone's comments. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with me. These are your yeah. issues. Putting shelves together. Now, what is this again? I missed it. Was a shelf? It was like a rack for shoes, an extra rack because she's got so many damn shoes. <laughs> Mark, listen, uh, Joe, you must have experience with this too, right? Any any yeah. tips? No. Any tips out there? No? No. Okay. Like, Mark, you know? like, <laughs> like the driving school, okay? Like the driving school. Please issue a manual to everybody out there, to all our listeners, all our viewers, about how to put these things together, how to use an Allen wrench properly, okay? How to take the Elmer's Ghoul and use it right, how to read the instructions properly. You know, that possible? Can you do that? They should have the stickers with the letters, Chris. That is a good idea. Yeah. They, they, they didn't have that with this one? So instead of there being 12 steps for yours, I'll talk about 12 steps, Mark. You got a whole separate 12-step <laughs> program you need to you need to go through. But instead of there being 12 steps for Mark, there'll be about four, 15 of them because every other step will be scream. Now scream. Three steps later. Now scream again. Four steps later, go yell at the people in your house, right? This is how Mark's putting these things together, throwing things, yelling things. All right, Mark. Well, listen, that was uh Box stores are never going to leave your life. It clear, it's clear as a bell. So Gatone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. When we come back, Weekly Rewind. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And uh, like we talked about, it was a real busy week this week and local sports, uh, real busy. So let's rewind. Um, going back, back, going back through the week, about a weekly rewind. So the Boston Bruins, Mark, two hot teams in 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 uh, Boston sports right now. We start with the Bruins. So they're right now they're sixth, uh, sixth in the conference. They're three points out of third with about seventeen games left to go. I think sixteen or seventeen games. They're eight one and one in the last ten. Um, and and the trade line, uh, trade deadline came and went, and we talked we talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about what they would need. Right, they would need left-handed defensemen to be a bigger defenseman, get guys out in front of the net, move them out of the way, get in the corners, uh, play the point well, be on the penalty kill, play that well, and and chip in on the uh, on the power play some. First of all. Where, where do you feel this team is in the conference? Are they just pushing at the right time in the right direction? Where can they go? 
they are pushing in the right direction. I'm interested to see when they play some of these bigger, more physical teams that they struggled with earlier. Now that they got the, the, the guys in front of the net in the trade deadline, how that works for them. Um, I think they're trending up. Again, it's going to come down to what we've talked about over and over. Can their goaltending steal them a game in a playoff series or two where they're standing on their head making some stops because you just, you're just not having one of those games, but your goalie can bail you out. It never felt like Rass could do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I th- I like how Swayman and Allmark are playing right now because despite yeah. the issues out in front, Carlo, that got that friggin' slug, I, I, you know, you know how I feel about Carlo. But I, th- I like the way Swayman's playing, Allmark, um, good save percentage. So let's talk about the move they made. Uh, Hampus Lin- Lindholm from Anaheim, they pick him up. Now, they gave a lot away to get him. They gave five, basically five assets between players and picks to get him. And, I, and and he was on an expiring contract, right? So what you were concerned about is, are we renting a player for a year? Because it's a problem unless you can get this guy in. Well, they signed him. They, they re-signed him to a good extension. I think it's six years, uh, like yeah. $52 million. So now he's in. So now you, he's, he's your left-handed defenseman. He's six, four. And I went through last week, two weeks ago, I told you 5'11", 5'11", 5'11", you know, the size of these defensemen. Well, here comes a 6'4 guy. Yeah, he loves playing in front of the net, okay? Loves getting people out of the way. I heard his press conference last night. And so you wonder how he's he's paired with McAvoy on the top line with him. So how, you know, how's he going to do? Well, here are the numbers from last night for his his debut against uh, Tampa or two nights ago. Um, He had four shots. Four hits, a block. He's a play. Was a plus two. He had that assist uh, on the first goal, and he, you know, his physical presence was was made known in that game. Something we haven't seen all season. So he showed up, and he showed up big time for them. And so now, knowing that, to me, they're a tough team to beat. And that was without Bergeron too, right? Yeah, it was. And against a team like Tampa. That's what you're going to need. If you play them in a seven-game series, you, you, you're going to need that physical play, which they didn't have, right? And, and we talked about before, do you bring back Bergeron in a, in a, in a, in a not Bergeron, um, Chara in, uh, in a yeah. desperation move because he had that big body? So I think this was a good move. If that's what he's going to give you, you need yeah. that. The only thing I wish they would have did was brought in a, a right wing. And you and I have talked about this. Well, that's the thing. And, and we talked about bringing in a, a right right wing if they were going to move DeBrusque, right? Yes. So it was weird. Well, even with not moving DeBrusque, I still think you could use an, a, a right wing. Well, because you got a, you got left-hand, you know, you got left-hand shots playing right wing. That's not ideal. Yeah. And so you wanted to, without without messing with the third line, you know, because that yes. Coyle-Smith-Hola no. line is, you know, I, I would have liked to see maybe a center come in, but I, I'm good with what they did. But with the brusque mark, it's a little odd what happened here. I mean, this is a guy, so he's been begging for a, a, a trade out of there, right? Okay, so what happens is they give him uh, they give him more money, even like a two-year extension, right? So you figure, all right, yep. you got a two-year extension. But I, immediately you think, well, they're just trying to make him, we're trying to make the contract more marketable so they can move him. Well, it comes and goes, and they don't move him. And so now everybody's sitting there scratching their head, including the brusque. So why? I mean, what's the story? How, did they just not get a good deal for him? 
That's my guess. They extended him, which you think would have made him more marketable because they, you extend him. I'm assuming that went through before so they could tell teams, listen, you have him for a period of time if you trade for him. So I don't know. Was it were the teams think it was too much of a risk because he may be a head case? Well, and, and, and production wise, if you trade him to a place where he don't necessarily want to be, what do you get? What are you getting? And maybe well, that scared it, teams away. Maybe. And the production wise, he's, you're getting it from him on that top line with Bergeron and, uh, and Marshawn. I mean, you're, you're getting that. It's interesting. What Cassidy said this week is I love Cassidy because he's blunt. He's, he's brutally honest. He'll say what he thinks. Love it. And he basically said, look, you know, um, he's been spoken to about his effort. Uh, his digging down, showing up every single night. Um, you know, he it looked like DeBrusque had a hair across his ass when Hall showed up. You know, and that's, that's I think, what started this whole, I want out of here, I want out of here. Um, so he came on the team, and he came on as a left winger, and that and behind Marshan is Hall. And so now, you know, DeBrusque has to move to right and, and that issue. So again, but I like what Cassidy had to say when he said, look, Bergeron's here. He can he can talk to this kid. So is that it? The, the fact that they're a veteran, we keep the brusque, make this run. Does the brusque? Do you think that that he's going to be okay with the fact he didn't get moved? Like I, I don't know. I, I'm no. I mean, his agent right said he's not okay with it. Yeah, he's not okay with it, but he's going to have to be. And if he's going to if he's going to seek if he's going to get anything out there, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to show up for the rest of the season. I think. So if he shows up for the rest of the season, puts together a huge effort, right? They yep. make a playoff push. Maybe they get themselves further along than people think. Maybe at the end of the season, somebody does deal for him. But yeah. for now, he's going to continue to put his best foot forward, like you said. Well, they got 17 left. Let's see how they finish. Uh, I think they, I think there's a great move that they can go long into the playoffs. But now the other hot team, Mark, you're talking, you're talking Celtics uh, with seven games left. This is a team that's went gone 25 and three over the last 28. They're a game out of first now, a game and a half out of out of first, and uh, looks like one game or a half game out of second, tied for third. Um, how far are they going to go? They are absolutely a contender to win this the Eastern Conference. I mean, the way they're playing, the way they play defense puts them in every game defense you know and you've said this numerous times defense travels right so yeah. it don't matter whether you're home you're away the way they play defense is going to put them in every game and the way they've been offensively moving the ball around driving dishing you know not forcing three-pointers uh everybody seems to be involved active smart is is, is distributing he's not taking crazy shots anymore you know, I don't see why not. The only question I have is, do you want to be the number one seed? Because you know what happens if you're the one seed. Who are you playing? Yeah, Mr. Mr. You know, Mr. Vaccine is now uh, able to play yeah. every single night in uh, in Kyrie Irving. So he can play all games now because that ban has been lifted. And they're probably going to end up, you know, they're going to be in that play-in, right? So if you're in the three spot, you play Cleveland. That seems to be You'll cemented. destroy Cleveland. So, to me, that's where I think they should end up if you're playing that game. Uh, but do they even care at this point? Is this the best team in the league? Right. I mean, uh, it, going into the playoffs, is this the best team in the league? Well, they look, they took care of Denver, right? And and, and, and Williams and Smart didn't play. You, you destroyed Utah. I understand Curry got hurt, but you still beat Golden State pretty easily. I mean, 
obviously it might have been different if Curry doesn't get hurt in that game. In the Dallas was Eastern a tight Conference, game. Dallas, yeah. In the Eastern Conference, does Philadelphia scare you? No, because Philly doesn't I mean, scare me because they have, you know, it, it always seems like there's drama about the there's a shoot about the drop over there, doesn't it? With Embiid yeah. and now Harden. I mean, you think Harden's gonna have a meltdown at some point if you know if things aren't going right in a series? I don't know, but what do they have outside of those two guys? That's my issue with them. And and we talk we've been talking about the Celtics bench earlier, but now you're getting contributions from guys. What other than Harden and Embiid, I, I don't necessarily know how much Philly has, right? And Milwaukee, well, you have a good point. You have a theory about Giannis and Robert Williams. Yeah, I mean, I well, you know how high up I am on on Robert Williams. I've been saying this for a long time that I think he's, you know, I I, I think he's a guy that's I didn't I didn't want to move him at all um, because he just he, he you could see it coming and see it building with him. No, I think he's going to hold. Giannis is going to get his. He'll always get his. But I think Williams is going to drive him nuts under there. You know, I think he's going to bang him. He's going to push him around. And the one thing about Giannis is when you stop banging him a little bit, when you stop pushing him a little bit, you start to see him fade a little bit in games. Now, the only issue with Giannis is he can go to the top of the key and he can hit shots from out there. So how you defend that, there'll be switches and things like that to be able to get that done and him shooting over people. But I think he can keep Giannis under control. But I think that's the most professional team left in the East where if there was any team in the East that could flip the switch, I think it's Milwaukee. Do you? Yeah, so you, you'll see a different Milwaukee in the playoffs. When you say flip the switch, you're going to see a different team than you're seeing in the regular season. And, and I know the other team that plays defense and they travel oh, and yeah. they're gritty is Miami. Miami, Miami right? scares me. So Miami's going to play, and they're going to play defense, and they're going to be gritty. And you saw that grittiness this week. The coach is on the court screaming at Butler. Uh, at Butler. Butler's screaming at Haslam, right? They, they, they're just a gritty team that that they'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, that's their yeah. makeup. That's their makeup. And you see, because if you get that with Philly and you get that with Brooklyn, then the team just implodes. But with some freeze with Miami – that seems to give them a push, you know? So, yeah, Miami scares me a little bit too, but geez, Mark, this and, – and, and look, Tatum, okay, is this – should he be considered an MVP? Should he be in the MVP conversation right now? I think he could be in the – I think he's in the conversation. I don't think it's in his – he's a serious conversation just because up until January, he, he had a subpar year, I thought. But the last, what, two and a half months – He's playing, I think, is good, if not better than anyone in basketball, right? Obviously, in, in my opinion. Well, it isn't just his offense. I mean, he's scoring the thir in the 30s. If he doesn't score in the 30s, you'll wonder what happened, you know? Yeah. But it's not just his scoring, though, is it? I mean, he's defense. That, that defense is great, and he's facilitating, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, driving, kicking out. Um, yeah. he, <clears throat> they're, they're picking roles for him now. Where he's dry, he's getting to the, in, in, into the lane. And getting that pass back. And so the Chris Ball movement, and when a guy like that is doing those kinds of things, that's infectious, right? I mean, the, the rest of the team just falls in line with it. He's your best player. So he is. But you know what? You also are seeing, it seems like a better connection between him and Brown. 
Like they really seem to be complimenting each other, even after the games, the, the way they're talking, the way they, they, they're feeding off each other. Like it seems like they've Brown and him understand their roles. Who's going to be the alpha male. Who's going to be the complimentary piece. If we're going to make this work. It, it just seems like there's been some kind of transformation in their relationship. And it happened right. And it happened right after the, the, uh, the trade deadline. And I, the, you know, the reason I think that happened, it's the, it's the Marcus smart factor, which is the white factor because Marcus smart. It, it, the other night he had 13 assists, yeah. but his points were very low. That's what you want. You, that's what you want to see in your point guard. You know, you want to see assists, but it wasn't like that before this dude was throwing up shots all over the court, taking the last shot of the game, bitching at the officials more, you know, as if he's the superstar and in his own mind, he is. Well, White comes on this team now, and I told you, he's he pushes because that's the same same spot, same position. And now Marcus Smart looks back and says, "Okay, this is what they want. You know, they're wanting assists, they're wanting facilitation, and White's a hell of a lot better of an assist guy than he is a shooter." So I think Marcus Smart really got a fire lit under his ass, and now he's that in between guy, which they didn't have before in between Brown and Tatum. I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, it, it, you saw it right away after the fact, after the trade. Yeah, you did. And and because he's doing what he's doing, it's making a guy like Grant Williams give you stuff that he never gave you before. You know, he because he, we didn't think Grant Williams was anything. All of a sudden, he's like a key piece now. He's giving you shots. He's giving you rebounds. He's playing defense. Yeah. You know? And Pritchard, so pieces too. pieces that Pritchard. Shooting lights out. I mean, he, he, right now he's shooting lights out. That second unit with White and Grant Williams and Pritchett and Tice even, too. Tice looks like the guy a little bit of the guy he was a few years ago, too. And, Mark, we talked about the crisp ball movement. Doesn't the crisp ball movement really make it easier for – does it? I mean, does it make it easier for shooters getting that ball in rhythm that way? Oh, absolutely it does. Of course it does. And there's no delay. They know where it's going. They're moving it. It's crisp. It's fast. And the other guy that really has been making good decisions with the ball is Horford. Yeah. He gets at the point, the top, of near the foul line, and, and he distributes, moves, shoots. He's really an unsung hero as well that, that people aren't necessarily talking about. But watch his level of play. It's yeah. totally different than it was the first half of the year. It's like he drank from the fountain of youth. Yeah, and their pace, like we talked about. Their tempo, their pace is just running. They're running guys out of the building. They're running teams out of the building now. They're bringing that up the timeline at 20 seconds, and they're just moving and crisp and moving. So, and, and you know, it, it's funny, too, when you listen to you listen to the, 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 listen to the flagship New England people, it's interesting because if you think they're the best team in the league, right, then your expectation should be that they're in the final, okay, if you yeah. think they're one of the best teams in the league. But it's interesting when you say that, you hear, well, we'll be happy if they win a, a one round. It, you know, the, everything after that's gravy. Well, it can't be gravy if you think, which one is it? You either think they're the best team in the league, or one of them, and is in the finals, should be, or you don't think that, and you're happy with what you get. Which is it? Now, they, listen, the way this team's playing right now, it's a disappointment if they don't, they got to at least make the Eastern Conference final. In my opinion, you need to be in the, in the championship. Well, we'll see what happens. They have seven games left. They're, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They need to keep it. Don't rest, guys. Do not rest anybody. Keep them going right into the playoffs. And, Mark, the other big stories of the, you know, is the NCAA men's tournament this week. Um, 
Providence College, you know, what a good run. They got to the Sweet 16. Uh, they weren't able to finish it against Kansas. I thought they, I thought, you know, despite their poor shooting, which is 20% in the first half, they only scored 17 points. They still were in that game because of their defense. Talk about Providence, Mark, and talk about the tournament. Yeah, so Providence had a, a real good year. I mean, historic year. They won is ever won this many games since 1973-74 with Ernie DiGregorio, Marvin Bonds, and those guys. Wow, if you Dan. know anything about, you know, <laughs> local <laughs> basketball, right? Really, that's that's the last time they won this many games. Uh, but yeah, last night they they played one of the Blue Bloods, right? And and Kansas gets guys we can't get, but we play hard nose defense. We, we we did, you know, we came up a little short. We, like you said, we shot 20% in the first half. That's a lot to overcome. They took the lead in the second half. For a second, I said, here we go, because that's what they did all year. They would come up late and pull games out. But Kansas, give them credit. They went on a 7-0 run. I mean, Kansas is a good team. They're well yeah. coached. They played, Kansas themselves played good defense. You know, and, and but listen, Providence deserves credit. They had a great year. They're a tough team. They showed grit right up until the end. They they went, they they came up a little short yesterday. They should be proud of the season they had. They went to the Sweet 16. And listen, this has been a crazy tournament. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, you know, what, there's one number one seed left? Kansas, and Kansas is vulnerable and beatable. How about St. Peter's? That's a that's a great story. They're the 15. They're the first 15 seed that to make it to the eight, to the lead eight. I, you know, I would love to see them keep going. But yeah, Baylor's out, Gonzaga's out, Arizona is out. You know, um, and 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 Kansas again, 61, 66, 61 against uh, against the Friars, and and their shooting percentage down. But that was a great defense. You know, that that was a great defense in parts, and they take on the makeup of Ed O'Neill. By the way, you got to congratulate Ed O'Neill too. He that 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 guy had that team playing so well, and he they take the makeup up of him, tough, gritty, you know, telling him at the half, hey guys, you know, you pick it up or you're going home. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been like that all year, and you know they got the three championship belts that they developed during the course of the year. One of them is get those dimes. It's the assist leader for the game, but the one belt, it's called um, the dude, right? And 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 at one point at the beginning of the year, they had him mic'd up and he's screaming at them, you gotta be tougher and stronger, and you're gonna beat them, and then and you're gonna be one of them dudes. Be that dude, be that dude. And they went crazy. The, the, you know, but that's yeah. what he instilled in them this year. You know? We would we would welcome him in here anytime. That that guy is the real deal, New England feel. Right Ed Cooley there. is the real that, deal. If you if you put if you looked up in the dictionary, what's the real deal, New England feel? There's a picture of Neil sitting there, right there. That's that guy, you know. So let's see what happens with the with the rest of the bracket because it's blowing up. It's blowing up. So I'm a St. Pete's fan too. What, what's their mascot? Who are they? What? They're the peacocks. Peacocks. Go peacocks, right? There we go. Joe had them in the final four anyway, I think. Right. Yeah. So go peacock, go peacock. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that final four and final game next week. Mark, you look like you have something to say. No, I don't. Go ahead. Say, doesn't he always mock uh, Joe? Doesn't he always look like he has, he's on the, the cusp of saying something no, brilliant. No, 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 and then we don't hear it. So no. weekly, re, weekly rewind was presented by Jag media productions. And, uh, 
So listen, are we ready to are we ready to hear from somebody in the nation? Ooh, yeah. Let's go. Tweeted hotline. Do it. Hi guys, Brad calling in from Rhode Island. I need you to clear up this uh, this story about Story, Correa, Bogarts. I mean, who's doing what? Who's who's on first? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> what was Bogarts uh, being not ready to be uh, not ready to play second? Not uh, maybe he's just a shortstop for this year. Do you think he's going to opt out next year? Really don't know what's happening, but uh, I'd like you guys to go over it. Let us know who's playing where and get ready for the season. Thanks for being there for us. Well, Brad, who's thank you. Oh, yeah, who's on first? Get the get Abbott and Costello in here to go through that routine. Mark, don't even start with that. You can you can put that in Catone's comments next week. The who's on first crap. But Brad, thank you for the thank you for the call, uh, Brad from Rhode Island. And okay, so so here's the deal. Um, you were looking at, you know, the free agent signings. You're looking to bring maybe Correa in, and he would have cost $35 million. Story cost about $23 million. Um, both of them shortstops, uh, you know, in their career. I don't think – I think they made the right choices. I don't think Correa would have played – would have been willing to play second at all. Um, so they bring, in short, they bring in short. What Brad is talking about uh, with Bogarts is, in his interviews, I'm a – hey, bro, I'm a shortstop. So mm-hmm. – How's this going down now? But this, the, how's the well, shortstop? Well, I don't think they, I don't think they brought Trevor yet. Story here to be a second baseman. I think he'll play second base this year, like a like a good soldier. But I think the handwriting's on the wall for Bogarts. Either he's going to opt out, or I think he's only got this year and maybe next year. I'm not sure, but Story's going to be your shortstop. Bogarts will be out of here. It's my opinion. Yeah, Bogarts is going to get a huge, huge money somewhere. Story should be the shortstop because he's a better shortstop. I mean, you he know, is. when when it break when you break it down, he's a better freaking shortstop. So I would rather have a guy like that in here than Correa because Correa is going to be another personality you got to deal with, and that fight this year is going to happen. And Bogarts no. gave them a whole town discount. Don't forget. So yeah, he's he, looking to get paid now. He is. He's going to opt out. I mean, he's he, uh, he's going to opt out. He's going to be gone. Um, story's I, I agree with you. Story's going to move over to short, which is where he belongs. And in all honesty, if it wasn't going to completely tear the, the clubhouse apart, they should do it. They should put Bogarts at skit right now. Honestly, if, if there were no emotions well, involved, no personalities, that's where he should be. What happens if he starts booting a couple of balls at shortstop? Then what? Yeah. Well, how, how the, the question is the manager, how's the manager going to handle that situation? Mr. When Analytics you, over there. You yeah. turned the knob lock all of a sudden, right? Oh, my God. Remember that? He couldn't throw the ball. Right. Couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't throw the ball. But no, because listen. Because you know mentally that's going to weigh on Bogarts if he makes an error or two because everybody's going to be saying, move story over, move story over. Yeah. And listen, you management, they don't care. And the fans really don't care. Bogarts, like you say, that, that parrot on the shoulder, that's somebody looking over your shoulder. Yes, you boot a couple of balls, they're going to start asking for them. And you know the New England fans, they'll start chanting it up in the sands. They don't care. And then and then once now that when the story comes in, Bogarts makes his comment. And then what about out of nowhere, 
Devers says, oh, they have not offered me anything. He puts his two cents in. Oh, yeah. And, and that's going to be another that's going to be another uh, possible train wreck. So they give him they give him eleven and a half million to avoid, you know, they avoid arbitration with Devers. And you you first say to yourself, OK, that's good. They're going to avoid arbitration next year. He goes to be a free agent. But that must tell you that they're working on something with him. Right. They're working on. But when you look deeper into it, you see that they're far apart. They're really far apart. For him to drop that comment? So what happened? I mean, he's one of their, you know, what do you do with Devers now? He becomes a free agent next season. It's going to be very interesting. They've got, you know, put it this way. The Red Sox are not going to be able to, they're not going to keep Story, Bogarts, and Devers. They're not going to spend the money on three of them. Somebody's going to be out. Well, Bogarts is, you know, for me, Bogarts has to be out. I, you know, you're not going to okay. play short, you know, so either you change your mindset and Mark, is he going to, is he going to get to a place? I'm sure there's somewhere in the league that he could play shortstop, but are, are they going to want him? Are, are other teams going to want him at the price he's going to want to insist on playing shortstop? Is he marketable that way? I don't know. He, he, he has shown flashes of becoming better defensively, but he still makes some of those plays where you're like, is he really a shortstop? I don't know. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, and, and as far as New York goes, you know, free agency's going on. I haven't seen, I, they haven't looked too good so far in, uh, in spring training yet, but you know, judge wants to sign before the next season. You know, what, what do you make about that? Well, Cashman came out. Cashman came out today and said, "We're going to make him an offer before training camp ends. Before spring training ends, he said there'll be an offer on the table." He said, "And let's hope we put pencil to paper." Is what Cashman said today. We'll see. They have two weeks, right? Yep. First game's what? April seventh. They have two weeks. So April seventh, they open up against the Sox. Right. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, because as this as this thing opens up next week, we're going to see if something got done with Judge and want to see the fallout, because I have a feeling with this Red Sox team that this is not this is just this this epic friggin this second base shortstop issue. This is just getting going. So this is going to be real interesting for our show. Uh, Heated Hotline was presented by Studio 42 Designs, Studio 42 Designs.com. Hey guys, it's that time again. We got to get out of here, gentlemen. Uh, thank you as always for a great week, a uh, fun week, and uh, next week will be even more fun. And thank you for joining us in the nation. Uh, and listen, get on this week. Look at all our shows are all up, so watch them, listen to them, and then when you're on, go down below in the description, click on any of the links, and you will be in the nation. And while you're there, Mark, remember that little bell that we talked about. Click on that. Ding, ding, ding. What ding, 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 ding. The alarm ding, goes ding. off. The alarm goes off. It's time for Catone's comments. Like that Rocky, was, one more round. One, one more, more round, round, Rocky. You know, we're trying to make it easy for you, you know? And, of course, make sure you call in to Heated Hotline this week. Want to hear, like, Brad, thank you for that call. Want to hear from you. Pick yours, 855-313-PATS. And uh, come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. The NBA regular season is wrapping up. We're going to break down the final uh, games in the NCAA tournament. And uh, we're going to have some draft talk. And will Tom Brady still be a Buccaneer by the time we come on next week? Stick around. You're not going to miss it. Hey, what better way to spend your week than with Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. See you next Saturday. 
by Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturdays.